welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And we're tired today. We are very tired. Would you like to tell them about last night? No. <laughs> okay, I will then. We got, we got, we decided to go do a family thing. For Christmas lights. For Christmas lights. And we rode a train. 45 minute to an hour ride one way. And then there was an accident on the return trip and the train was shut down. Yeah. So we had to use a bunch of alternate routes. It took two and a half hours to get home. And that was like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And so the kids got into bed. We all got to bed way late. After 11. Uh, the kids got to bed at 11 and we got to bed a little after 11.15 or 11.20. Anyway, long night. And we forgot to put our crock pot of food away. We left it on the counter all night. <laughs> and, and, and then lost dinner. So. <laughs> yes. so we're a little sad and we're both very tired now. Um yeah, so that was, it was fun. I mean, we were lucky our kids didn't have any meltdowns. Like They did very well. They did so well. Yeah. That's uncharacteristically well. <laughs> we usually have at least one meltdown, you know, when yeah. something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was very nice. And um, any updates on your part? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I finished my Coven Chronicles project. I've got all of the updates, all of the additions added on Amazon now. And um, I emailed Amazon and said, hey, let the readers know that there's updates. And they're like, we need to look into this matter. We'll get back to you in a week. And with more information. I'm like, a week? So my email to my readers is going out in half an hour. I wrote it yesterday. It's going out in half an hour. And I told them, let's have a contest to see who can find when the updates are available first. Because <laughs> I'm like, ugh. And uh, do you want to tell them about the pre-order? Uh, Demon of Darkness is the last book of the Coven Chronicles is up for pre-order right now. And um, it's doing very well, apparently, on Amazon. Uh, yeah, you're, you're about to crack the top ten on uh, science fiction <laughs> short reads. Yeah. <laughs> I uploaded one page that said, this is not the real book. This is only a placeholder. And Amazon thinks it's the real book. And so it is in the 1 to 11 pages or something like that of short reads. I'm like, well, free publicity, except those readers are not going to be happy because this is definitely not a short read. Anyway, I don't really care about that. We'll get the real file uploaded, you know, once the book is ready and everything. But I just thought that was funny. Do you have to upload a placeholder? You have to. You can't. For pre-order? Either a full book or something. Something has to be there. You can't. I was just wondering. I don't don't know the logistics of that. Yeah. My placeholder says something like, this is not, this says, note from the publisher, this is not the, the full book. To get the full book, email the retailer where you purchased it. Because I've had Amazon email out the wrong book before, you know, the unedited. Sometimes I don't do pre-orders unless the book is fully done, you know, because yeah, of that reason. But now, now I just put an email, a note in there that says that this is the wrong version and it's cleared up a lot of things. I don't usually have problems, but sometimes, you know, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, what's going on with my books. Um, I finally heard back from find away voices on discern for the audiobook, and they've chosen about 10 narrators and I need to find out how much time I have to go through them because that's going to, that's a lot of decisions to make. And I can't allow my readers to access it because it's all secure. I don't know why, but they have to have a login and it has to be my login. And I'm not going to give my login to readers, you know, so I'm probably going to go through, I guess, and pick out the narrators. I like the best. I'll probably have you cause you listen to narrators. You listen to audiobooks more than me. We'll go through and pick our favorites, then request samples. And I think at that point is when readers can listen is when we've got a sample from my book. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm looking forward to it. The narrators, the prices on them range from 150 per finished hour to 325 per finished hour. And I will tell you right now, after listening to the samples, the ones that are more expensive are very, very talented. Like one of them narrates books for publishers and she's been narrating books for like 20 years and lots of experience and her husband narrates too. And so I was like, that would be really awesome because then I could have him do Austin's short story. Do you know, ensemble cast or no? Just for Austin's... Okay. His story in the novellas, the Praxis novellas, you know? Uh-huh. Anyway, so I'll see. We'll see which one we end up going with. Um, I want to make sure above and beyond everything else that they are the right fit for the project because it's a lot of money to fork over. And if $500 to $750 is the difference between a good narrator and a horrible narrator, you know, it's worth it to find that out now and figure that out now so that we don't fork over $2,000 and then find out if we'd only done 2,500, we would have gotten a book that would sell, you know? So yeah, so that's going, that's in the works. That's going along fine. Um, Oh, by the way, this episode is going to be a shorter episode. We do not have a movie to watch this week because our five-year-old turned six. We had a party and did the train thing and we just haven't had time to do anything else. We'll most likely have, we might have time to do a movie next week. It's Christmas. We usually watch movies around Christmas time. So we'll see. We'll let you all know. <laughs> You'll find out next week. But it's holidays, so we're yeah. not taking a break. We're just having a shorter episode. I mean, we're not taking a week off. Yeah, just... exactly. I mean, anyway. I mean, heck, we'll be recording on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. If we could do it the normal time. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I think, is that pretty much it? Oh, the, the course sell went really well. It did. Went, it went very well, yes. We're very pleased with that. So thank you, everyone, who went and bought the courses at the half off. Um, trying to decide what course to do next. If you have any any recommendations, let me know. And also, um, I've decided to start doing live videos in my BookBub promotions and more group. They'll be doing... I'll be. They'll be going live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And my goal with that is to do a two to four minute brief little lesson on marketing. And that'll include everything that involves marketing, including book cover covers and descriptions and things like that. And then with a little bit of actionable advice at the end, you know, like a task for people to perform just to help break things down and make it more manageable. So if you're not already a member of the BookBub Promotions and More group, go join and be watching for that. And Nolan. Yeah. Um, how are Amazon ads? Have we been... Amazon ads are not going well. Um, <laughs> I'm experimenting. I mean, it was really good, like, through, basically before everyone's complained about the change. Yeah. Ads were not... We're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was making... We're actually making a return, a pretty good return on it. Um, and then uh, the the implosion, I don't know what to call it, the yeah. event happened where they, changed where they changed everything, the rules on us, and now everyone's trying to figure out what the heck just happened. Yeah. Uh, so I'm experimenting with some of the other settings and mm-hmm. some methods that I have been meaning to try that um, I might as well because what I was doing wasn't working yeah. anymore. So uh, like the setting it from broad to um, phrase and exact, which if you've done AMS ad, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, looking at who's targeting us more, uh, the sponsored ads, yeah. and um, that sort of thing. Also, bots are also bots are visible on all of our books, uh, which is kind of I like that. I mean, it gives us a little bit of an edge right now. But the bigger books don't have them showing, like big, yeah. like a lot of the what is it right, which, which is annoying because I want to be on their 
also, also bots, does. but that's why Amazon did it. It has like moments of brilliance that get kind of swallowed up in just how bad the interface is and how like Facebook has so much better ability to mine data from. Uh, and Amazon is very tight-fisted with everything they do. And it can be very frustrating because we could sell a lot more books on their platform, which also makes them money, but they hide that from you. So, or they make it difficult to access. Uh, how you download their reports, you know, and just, uh, everyone always complains about AMS ads. It's not just me. I'm just very upset about it. <laughs> it took me months to figure it out and then they changed everything, so. Well, one of the things that they were saying was that Amazon is way ahead of Facebook and, and Google because you got an ad that has a buy button directly on it on the retailer where the people shop. That's absolutely true. So Amazon is going to get ahead of Google and Facebook probably. That's absolutely true. It's not that aspect I'm having the problem with. It's the back end. It's, it's how you manage your ads, how you can't like group them into like campaigns. It's, they're difficult to sort through. You can't delete them or archive them. So my list is 1700 plus ads. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that I don't want to see all the time that it has to load. It loads all 1700 ads. Yeah. Before I can, I mean, it just takes forever to load up a page. So if I navigate away and have to come back, it takes forever. Okay. All right. So. I had a friend take me um, to lunch today to talk about publishing. His daughter's look, wanting to become an author. And I took a bunch of notes before I went. And I just want to talk over a bunch of these things because I think that they're good for people who are just starting out or who have been doing this for a long time. Just It's like a mindset type thing. Um, and so the first thing I talked about was um, I, w I asked, do you enjoy writing? Um, if you do not are not passionate about writing, you burn out much faster. So it's, it's not a get rich quick scheme. Like some people, <laughs> some people think some people treat it that way. And, but the problem is, is those that's, I mean, it's a lot harder to do that. Now there were a lot of loopholes in Kindle Unlimited where people could make a whole lot of money really quickly. But again, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like the, the platform is matured, not always in good ways. And it's harder to, Things have settled out, so it's kind of becoming harder to climb the ladder. Yeah. Those successful people are, um, I want to say, um, making the system work to their advantage, just like the publishers did before. So now instead of publishers, you have uh, self-publishers that are big. Yeah, big authors. And they're they're um, blocking everyone else, which of course you would do because then you have to play you have to play defense or you won't be making money. Yeah, that's something that we learned about urban fantasy. Eighty five percent of the authors who are big this year were the same ones who were big last year. It's difficult. It's getting more difficult to break in. And, yeah. And those those successful those authors that were successful at the beginning of self publishing have solidified their um, positions. Yeah. So the whole point with it, with this is if you do not enjoy writing. This is not something you should be doing. It's yeah, you're not gonna like write a book and then ask your editor, how, um, "Can I make money now?" Yeah, like, like has happened to your editor, <laughs> and they're like, "No, probably not." Yeah, your first book, probably not. So yeah, so you need to make sure that you're enjoying writing, and um, then you also need to make sure that you're finishing stuff um, in. And this is, again, this is geared to beginning authors. This is not going to be something that authors who've been doing it for a while will struggle with. But when, when you're finishing stuff, what genres are you wanting to write in? Because the genres you pick can determine whether you make money or not. 
um, Kalytics did a video where they released a bunch of, of the genres that aren't selling well right now. And he's like, you're never going to make money if you write in these genres. One of them included sports rodeo. So if you write books that are geared to rodeo fans, not necessarily like Western romance, but like, you know, a, a rodeo book, basically, it's not going to sell. So if the genre you're passionate about is not one that's ever going to sell, you need, you have to be frank with yourself. You have to be willing to either change or just recognize that this is not something you can make a career out of. Yeah. Look at what the market's wanting. Exactly. Where, where who's underserved, like people, people that you know, buy a ton of the same kind of book and they're, they buy all of them because there aren't enough of them. So they yeah. read everyone in their genre or subgenre or sub sub four or five categories in genres. Yeah, exactly. Um, you must be business minded. And this is something that panics a lot of authors, but guess what? You can learn how to be business minded. You can learn how to budget. You can learn how to promote. You can learn how to market. Um, it's not something that will come naturally to a lot of people, but you can, it's a skill you can develop in order to be successful as an author. You need to know how to run a business. And, um, this is, I talked a little bit about self-publishing versus indie, you know, um, sorry, versus traditional and how a lot of traditional publishers expect their authors to market. Now they give them an advance and they expect them to take that advance and spend it on marketing. And they expect their authors to come with a fully edited book now. Uh, and that's, that's the way people get their edge up is if they have a book that's already edited and is already ready to be published and they've got a way to make money for the publisher, that's, that gives them an advantage over everybody else. And in self-publishing, it's the same thing. You, you have to have a product that's viable, that's good, and you need to be willing to spend money to market it. And so I was explaining to her that, you know, and this is, this is something that I love about our what's going on in the market right now a lot of people that aren't involved in writing recognize that self-publishing is very good like she was saying that her she had a college teacher that told her that told them that you can make a lot more money by being self-published than being traditionally published and i was like a professor said that that's that shows a huge shift in in how people think anyway so business-minded you can learn it and you can learn how to market and you need to learn how to market and you need to learn how to run a business. And that's something that advanced authors need to hear as well. Like the days of writing a book and publishing and getting discovered are long, long, long gone, you know, especially with traditional publishing. But even now with Amazon changing their algorithms, you need to learn how to market or your books won't, they'll sink. Um, let's see. So expected to take two to five years and four to six books before you start making money and recognize that this is a career. This is not something that you're going to put a little bit of time in once every few months and then have it float you. Um, Nolan, how much time do you have to put in your job to get money? Hmm. At least 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to make a career out of writing, you have to expect that you're going to be putting time in every single day in order for it to work, right? Yes. Yeah, you can't, like Nolan said, you can't just write one book and expect it to sell. And um, yeah, it takes a few years before you start making any money. And some authors, they actually they actually get things down right the very first time and they make money. So the authors who are in a good position are those who understand what market they're writing to. They get good editing, they get good book covers, and they publish in a way like a rapid publish release schedule, you know, no less than once a month. 
because they understand that people have short attention spans and they understand what the market is looking for. And those are the ones, those successful authors are ones who will do better. Uh, they will have, obviously they'll have a drop in royalties because if they don't have a whole lot of books out, but still they can, they know how to replicate that success. Okay, so you can't publish just one book and expect results, and you can't publish one to two books a year and expect results. Why is that? The, the market requires more density of release than that. Yeah. Because uh, you'll just fall off the charts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the idea is to get up there and stay up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you tell people who say they can only write one book a year? Do something else. <laughs> do something else or learn how to fit, make their process faster. Well, yeah. Um, it, because most of the time they're like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, well, then don't do it at all. Yeah, exactly. Don't bother. Yeah. Or because like, what are you going to do? Wait five, six years to write your series? Mm-hmm. This person over here is hustling. They get it done in six months, three months. A whole six book series? Yeah. Or a year and then they do a rapid release. and make Or, or whatever. Money. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And then they're doing it. You're not. Someone's working faster than you. The person who works faster is going to make the money. Exactly. Uh, especially if they can produce a book that's just as good as yours, mm-hmm. but they could do it in half the time yeah. and that person gets paid and you don't. Yeah. So you see these people in Facebook groups that like when they hear that in order to make money as an author, they have to be writing more than one book a year and they're like, well, then I guess I can't do that. And I'm like, well, I guess you can't do that. You know, I mean, it's a very defeatist mentality. Where if, I mean, if you give up before you even see what you can do, I mean, a lot of them, they don't push themselves. They're not writing or they're not fitting around their schedule. You know, or they, I mean, the first one's going to be the hardest anyway. So it's yeah. they're like, I can't imagine doing this mm-hmm. three or four times faster or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you will. It comes with you, practice. You won't like, yeah. If you're like, I can only write a book a year now. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, how many do you think you can write next year? Two, three? Yeah. It'll be faster, especially, you know, like... If you're just starting out, you can't expect yourself to be as prolific as... Or no. as... Well, you can be as prolific, but it might take you time to perfect that, to it, polish it. Speed is a skill. Yeah. I guess. I mean, you know, eventually it's just like anything. You know, we've, yeah. we've said this many times. You, the, how long... How, how hard is it to do something for the first time? Yeah. It's going to be the hardest and you're going to not want to do it again. Yeah. But if you do it again, it's going to be easier. Yeah. Almost certainly. Yeah. She was asking me, well, how fast, how long does it take you to write a book now? And I was like, well, about a week, sometimes two weeks and then revising it, you know, takes about two weeks to get the whole book ready. So I write it and then I re- one week and I rise it the next week. And that includes two revisions and sending it to my editor. And then, but I, and then she was like, holy cow. And I was like, no, that don't, you can't be like, wow, I could never do that. That's me after having written how many books, you know, the key of Kalenia, I wrote it in six weeks, but it took me a year and a half of constant work to get it revised. And I have gotten much faster. And it's, it's not just, I'm a faster writer. It's the words I use are, I don't have to throw as many of them away or change them as much because I now understand how, you know, it's, it's a muscle and my brain knows what words to use to make that will need to stay and not to use words that I'll end up throwing away later. And so this is something that you've got to recognize you might, you might struggle now, but if you are passionate about writing and if this is something you love and you want to make money at it, then keep working at it. You will get faster. You will get where it's just really hard is comparing yourself to authors that have been doing it for 10 years when you've only been doing it one, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, keeping in mind that it's a goal. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You're, you're shooting for a goal. Like you're like, how do I get to five or six books a year? Yeah. Or a book a month? Yeah. Not, I can't do that. Obviously you can't do that. You've never, you've done zero or one or maybe two. Yeah. 
You're, you're between zero and two right now, listening. Yep. I can almost guarantee it. And, um, you know, of course yeah. you can't. Yep. Of course not. I mean, what skill would you... Exp- like, I, 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 I've complained about this before. What skill do you think you could do that's that complex and get it right the first time? Yeah. Anywhere else in your life. Anything. Yeah. How long do you go to school for your job for? How many times do they make you do it before they let you do it on your own? How many piano lessons do you need before you can play Rachmaninoff, you know, C sharp minor? See, I mean, more than once. Mm-hmm. You can't pick a. It, it, it's very analogous to a musical instrument. Like you can't just pick one up. Mm-hmm. This song was Prelude in C sharp minor. Sorry, <laughs> I missed the Prelude. <laughs> anyway, you, you know, and then expect to play it. You're like, oh, I had I had one lesson. Mm-hmm. This is hard. I don't want to do it again. I sound terrible when I play this instrument. Yeah. No one wants to hear. No one wants me to entertain them mm-hmm. with this with this one lesson um, song that I'm playing. Yeah. And you don't need a teacher. Like I had three weeks of lessons, and I can play Rachmaninoff Prelude in C sharp minor. But the thing is, it's there's years and years of work that has to go into it before you are at the professional level where people will actually seek you out and want to read what you're putting out. And then. Um, I, I talked to her about this. I was like, get rid of the book baby idea. A lot. Oh my goodness. This is so prevalent in circles that I run in. Like, it's my book baby. I'm releasing another book baby of the world. I'm like, it's not a book baby. It's a product, you know, and people are going to buy it and they're going to love it or they're going to hate it. And the faster you recognize that it is not, it is not your child. It is, it is like a cup that you designed, you it's know, a hamburger. It's a widget. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a product. It's like you go to work. And you sell a product or, you you know, like, I sold a car today. Mm-hmm. The car's not your baby. Yeah. You don't feel that way. Yeah, or designing the car. Or you go to work and you do design on the car that day. Yeah. But it takes a lot of days. And then maybe at the very end, it feels great. Yeah. But it's... I mean, car salesmen still have to do things to sell a car. Even if they love that car, they still have to learn that, you know, sometimes a discount but on it. But I'm saying it's you know? every day. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, and you go in and like you were in a grocery store and you stock the shelves every day. I mean, it's... Um, yeah. It's, that's what it is. I mean, you don't like that lemon is the perfect lemon. Someone mm-hmm. bought my lemon. No, yeah. nobody says that. They're just like, no. here's a bag of lemons. Yeah. And a book takes a lot more time to produce than some other things. But a lot of the time they're like, I can't ever give my book away for free. I can't ever give my book away discounted. Or I, I hate it when people you know treat it poorly. But the thing is, it's readers don't view your books the way you do. Like, I, I am passionate about my books because they're mine. But one-star reviews and things like that, you can't let those get you down. Like, your book is not it's not an extension of you, you know, it is, it is a product that you have created with your heart and soul, but you need to recognize that it's going to either do well or not do well. And you will hear bad about it in either case. And unlike some other things, there's more than one of it. Exactly. Yeah. You can have, you can sell it over and over and over and over again. It's not a painting. Exactly. Well, you can Um, make copies of paintings, but but, I mean, it's not the original painting. Yeah. You're not selling the original manuscript for a million dollars and then retiring. Yeah, exactly. That's not what you're doing. So get rid of the idea of a book, baby. Um, Treat your books like they are products and you you are selling to customers. And that's, that's part of the business mind frame, just recognizing that each book you put out increases the chance of somebody finding you and promotions and discounts and advertising and marketing and all that, that helps your books get discovered and not treating them like they're little precious little things that, you know, anyway, um, that's pretty much everything. I did tell her that once she's you know done writing and she's got some books ready to come talk to me again. 
And because at that point, um, once you're ready to start publishing, there's certain things you have to have in place before you start publishing. And those are, you need to have a website set up, a newsletter list, and an automation sequence. And the, obviously this is not a, you have to before you can, but this is a, if you're smart, you're gonna have a newsletter sign up set up from the very, like the before you have your book available, you will have, you will have a way for people to join your newsletter list. You will have a website set up and an automation sequence so that people can get to know and like and trust you. Anyway, so that's basically what I talked with her today, except much shorter. It took an hour and a half because, you know, I was getting information from her and making sure that we were touching based on the same thing and all that. But any questions? No. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, so... The whole point of this is regardless of where you are in your publishing journey, uh, there's ways to improve and ways to uh, reach readers and, and, and reinvent. Like every business needs to be able to reinvent itself. Actually, what was that? One of the quotes that I got while I was at the business class was um, if your business, if you want your business to succeed, it has to change. Or was it, what, do you remember that? That's true. I mean, that is true. Yeah. I mean, those, a lot of the people. Every there. business must must change or every business must if anything evolve. your growth has changed even yeah. if you wanted to even if it just gets bigger and you did nothing different it changed yeah but i mean and how you manage small things versus big things is different exactly yeah I mean, you have to scale not mm -hmm. i mean you know yeah so if you've got 50 books out and your and your royalties are stagnating you know like do something different run a promotion without a book bub you know um oh i did get accepted for a book bub for next month We'll talk about that in a future episode, the promotion that we're putting together for that. I love big promotions. It's going to be epic and fun. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, just don't get discouraged if you are just starting out. Recognize that this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Don't compare yourself to other authors. Uh, recognize that success is possible even if Amazon is falling apart. It's it's not falling apart per se. It's not it's falling just... apart, but you can still sell books on Kobo, and you know, I mean, yes, uh, yeah, that I mean, not all of our money comes from Amazon. I mean, let's face it, it's 70 80 percent of the market, but yeah. it's not. Every... Well, sometimes it's fifty percent. Like some days, I make more money on other retailers. Yeah. you know. Yeah, well, those are. Yeah, it. You never know. Mm -hmm. That's that's what's kind of weird about it. Yeah, so just recognize that if this is something you're passionate about, you're going to need to work on it every day or several times a week at least, and things will be fine. Give give yourself some time to mature as a writer and to mature in your marketing. Don't expect yourself to be able to adopt and, and um, what's the word, adopt and put into practice basically everything that you hear right away. Sometimes it's more important to just let things fall over you and roll off your shoulders so that when you do hear about it again, you're ready um, to implement. Because um, a lot of these things, marketing, I mean, a lot of these things will be eligible still five years from now, you know, still be working and things like that. Marketing does not change that much. I mean, the way you do it changes, but paying money to get at something in front of somebody's face will never change, you know. That is true. All right. I think that's everything for today. Um, if you have any questions, send me an email at andrew at selfpublishstrong.com and come uh, come check us out on the BookBub Promotions and More group. It's for those live videos. And uh, where can people find you? Art with Nolan at Instagram. On Instagram? On Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> He's been getting a lot of followers. Like every time we post something, he gets a slew of followers and 
loses a few because those so, bots don't like to stick around. Some even stay around, yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's been going up, and um, yeah, he's been getting good comments and stuff like that. It's been fun. As he says, it's like a dopamine rush. You post an Im- you know, a picture, and people like it. And it's like, ooh, I'm popular. Yay. <laughs> Five people liked it. Now it's up to in the 40s now because, you know, he's got, he's growing his Instagram account. So, And you guys were there when we started it. So <laughs> In a few years, it'll be something. <laughs> yes. Anyway, all right. We'll talk to everybody later. Bye. Bye. Bye.